0: Rob Bro, he's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. There's nothing balanced about 50% run, 50% pass, because that's 50% stupid. This notion that if you hand it to one guy 50% of the time, and then you throw it to a combination of two guys, the other 50%, that you're really balanced, and you proudly pat yourself on the back and tell yourself that, and people have been doing that for decades. Well, then you're delusional. Well, you know, we're balanced. 50% run, 50% pass, you know. No, there's nothing clever about that. The wishbone, who I think is a great offense, there's nothing 50% run about the wishbone. They're they're like 95% run. But everybody touched the ball. That's why it's one of the greatest offenses uh, devised. Welcome into the Rob Bro Show. I am Rob Rowe. In, and just enjoy the ride. You the we open up with Mike Leach talking about balance. One of my favorite quotes of all time for any football coach. Of course, Mike Leach is one of the most quotable coaches in the history of coaches in a press conference. Among the best to do it. Is Mike Leach. He completely revolutionized college football along with Hal Mummy, but at a much more national scale here at Texas Tech. He made Texas Tech a nationally relevant program. Even when they weren't competing for Big 12 titles or national titles, people were talking about Texas Tech and that crazy pirate coach down in Lubbock. Mike Leach will always be remembered here at Texas Tech. It has not been confirmed publicly by the family or otherwise that Mike Leach has passed, but the situation does look dire. If you want to remember Mike Leach today, we'll certainly talk about it more tomorrow and in the coming days, but just in honor of Mike Leach today, if you want to give me a great Mike Leach story, you can text it in, we'll talk about it, or your favorite Mike Leach quote. 806-855-3712. What's your favorite Mike Leach quote? Again, 806-855-3712. That's the text line today. We'll also talk a lot about the Dallas Cowboys today. I was at the Cowboys game yesterday. Kind of a weekend trip down to Arlington. That drive is not bad unless you have to white knuckle from Snyder to Lubbock in fog. I'll tell you what, that is not fun. That is not fun. The, The fog was heavy. Driving home last night, you could see about 100 feet in front of you, uh, but you still got to get home is what it is. There's also some other news going on. If you want to text in about it, you can. We'll talk about it, 806 3712 Again, what's your favorite Mike Leach quote? 806 3712 as he battles and fights like he always does in the hospital. I, I will say this, another thing about Texas Tech in the 2000s is you never felt out of it. Mike Leach gave Texas Tech a spirit of fight, a spirit of resilience, and I think that's something we'll always remember, uh, certainly remember about his time at Texas Tech, and uh, then moving on to Washington State and Mississippi State both. Uh, We have some text as well to get into, and it's overreaction Monday. Surely that will go well. If you want to text in your overreactions to 806-855-3712, I'll start with an overreaction of my own. The overreaction is last night. I was going to say last night. Yesterday's Dallas Cowboys game proved to me that this team is ready to make a run. Now, You might be saying, well, Robert, that's stupid. It's stupid that you think that the Dallas Cowboys, being a 17-point favorite, needing a 98-yard drive and a fourth-down stop in the closing minutes of the game to beat the Houston Texans, who have won one game all season and tied a game to open the season, is, is ridiculous. But when you look at some of the games in the past for the Dallas Cowboys, That's a game they lose. That's a game Mike McCarthy loses. That's a game that Dak Prescott loses. That's a game that these Dallas Cowboys in this iteration have not been able to pull out. And when Dak Prescott threw that interception in the fourth quarter, I thought the game was over. At worst, it's a field goal. And they're up six, and you have to go score a touchdown, which you hadn't moved the ball all that well in particular. And then they got the fourth down stop, and I thought to myself, well, Brett Maher is awesome, so just get close, and you'll go to overtime. And then they got inside the 30, and you're like, okay, Dak, just make one more throw. Run the ball. You have two timeouts left. And then they got inside the the 10, and you're like, all right, Score. Score. And they did with Zeke Elliott, who had a, a, a bad, unfortunate play call earlier in the game to get stuffed on a goal-line stand of his own. But that resilience, that game-winning drive by Dak Prescott after a bad outing, a good team winning an ugly game against a bad team that showed up to play much harder than you did, to me in the NFL, is more impressive than blowing out a bad team. I can't really explain it. But last year when you were hammering what the commanders and whoever else at the end of the season, I guess it was the football team at the time, beating bad teams just doesn't do much for me in the NFL. But showing up flat and winning anyways proves a lot about what kind of team you are and how, how much resolve you have and how bad you want to win. Because a lot of times in a professional locker room, you're cashing and checks. And that feels like what the Cowboys did for a long time, just cashing and checks. And we talk about the Dallas Cowboys a lot on this program and on the Raider Land and I have my thoughts and y'all have your thoughts on Jerry Jones and whoever else is running this organization. But I think we can all agree that this organization was just cashing checks for a long time. But in my opinion, recently they've started to, I don't know, get more serious. And that win against the Texans, uh, a terrible, not because they won, but how they won. How they came back, how they fought, how Dak Prescott had his best drive of the game in the drive that mattered the most, and punched into the end zone and didn't just kick a field goal and try for a field goal. They could have. They could have run the ball three times when they were at the 20 and gone to overtime. A lot of NFL teams opt for overtime. They didn't. They went for the win. They were aggressive. And that is just not something this Cowboys team does much. Now, another overreaction is that Terrence Steele will be fine. Uh, That's not the overreaction, though. I think the Cowboys offensive line, that is a huge, huge piece to miss. But I think the overreaction here is that Jason Peters is going to be a great right tackle for the final six, seven, eight, nine games of the season, however long you're playing. Now, I would not ask Jason Peters to play a full season at right tackle. I don't think he's been prepared for that. But this myth that every single left tackle can't play right tackle because they're just left tackles, I think is a myth. I think that's totally overblown. I think some guys are better suited for right or left tackle. I think Terrence Steele proved that. But Jason Peters, who's played right tackle in the NFL... Now, granted, it was like in 2005. But I think Jason Peters is going to be able to come in and play right tackle enough for the Cowboys to not miss a beat. If Ball has to play right tackle, I think your offensive line got a lot worse. If Peters and Tyron Smith are playing in two weeks or three weeks. I'm not going to say your offensive line is better because I think Terrence Steele was playing at a high level. But Tyron Smith back makes your offensive line better. And Jason Peters on the field makes your offensive line better. And Tyler Smith playing left guard makes your team better because McGovern is not on the field anymore. And McGovern has been fine this year. But the offensive line has been at its best when Jason Peters and Tyler Smith are out there. And if Jason Peters can give you five games at right tackle, and if Tyron Smith can give you four or five games at left tackle, you're going to finish this season fine. At 10-3, and 3, there are four regular season games left. As it stands, you'll open it up against the NFC South champion, which right now is the Bucks with a losing record. And then you'll move on down the road. But with seven teams in the playoffs, two six, three five, or sorry, two seven, three, six, four, five matchups, with the one seed getting the only bye week. Right now you're looking at that Bucks playoff game. Revenge spot from week one. All right, let's get to some text messages real quick. Okay, yeah, there's some screenshots coming in. I'm sure those are great screenshots. I'm not going to look at those on air. Um, For Overreaction Monday, I'm a grown man. I'm 30, and I don't know what it's like. Oh, I got you. For Overreaction Monday, I'm a grown man. Uh, And I don't know what it is. It's like there's onions in my truck over thinking about Mike Leach and my earlier mentioned mother. Swing your sword. Uh, That texter texting in that he lost his mother a year ago. Um, Certainly shouting out to you uh, and your family. Uh, And I don't think it's crazy to feel that way about an ex-head coach. We talk about this all the time. Sports are emotional. And you invest yourself as a fan into a program. You invest yourself into a team. And sometimes, you know what, a lot of times there are overreactions. There are overreactions as fans because we get emotional and we emotionally overreact. But those emotions are real, and they're tied to moments and people and players. And you have lifelong memories tied to this. And when I think about Mike Leach, I think about going to – football games with my dad and I think about all those times we had and those are tied to Mike Leach so it's not just you're thinking about Mike Leach you're thinking about all the moments you're thinking about the Crabtree catch you're thinking about Sonny Cumbie sticking around and starting as a walk-on fifth year senior and then almost getting booed off the field before going on a huge run in a season where you didn't think you were going to be that successful early on You think of B.J. Simmons, you think of Cliff Kingsbury, you think of Wes Welker, you think of all the success you had in that stretch, and it's a great, happy memory, and then you think about Mike Leach and the life he's led. It's not crazy at all, you're emotional. I think that's amazing. And sports are amazing. And I think a lot of times sports gets downplayed, but sports is a beautiful, beautiful moment where we can all be brought together. And it stinks that... At 61, Mike Leach is having this medical emergency, but you know, he's lived a full life and he's accomplished a great deal. All right, we'll take the break here when we come back. More overreactions on a Monday. And if you want to text in your greatest Mike Leach quote, you can 806 855 3712. show talk one news money sports if you want to text in today 806-855-3712 you can text in with your favorite mike leach quote or memory uh, no official word on mike leach yet but just want to keep him in our thoughts and prayers and front of mind during his tough time Otherwise it's overreaction monday 806-855-3712 You can text in with your overreactions as well and it's kind of a weird day to do overreaction monday because pretty much everything has been an overreaction so far today anyways on social media and otherwise uh UT <laughs> This overreaction is that uh, UT basketball will offer Mark Adams an outrageous contract to coach in Austin. I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, But if that's the overreaction you want to take from it, uh, you can. Uh, My favorite quote would be the entire rant after the Tech-Baylor game about us being too good to play anyone because we were 11-2 the year before. Iconic. That is an iconic uh, speech about some of these players not being here and you weren't here last year and this, this isn't last year. Yeah, some great one-liners in that one as well that I cannot say on the radio. Uh, favorite game of the Leech era for this texture and that solidified his love for Texas Tech was the 06 Insight Bowl uh, that we overcame the 38-7 to defeat uh, deficit. That was one of the The largest, that was the largest bowl comeback in the history of bowls to that point. Set the record, the 31-point come-from-behind victory. Uh, Favorite Mike Leach moment uh, was the rant after the loss to Baylor. Yes, that is from T-Brand. What's up, buddy? Uh, I didn't hear in the last hour, but is there a path for the Cowboys to be at the top of the NFC East? I hope they have some home field advantage in the playoffs. Um is there a path? Yes. There is a path. Um So you're 10 and 3, the Eagles I think are 12 and 1, so mathematically you need to beat the Eagles and then basically win out and they need to lose one more. And I think if you went out, you will have... Now, let me let me think about this. They I think they need to lose again in the NFC East. I'm doing this without actually looking at it. But if the Eagles can lose again in the NFC East, and you went out, and you have a tied record, I think you'll have a better NFC East record and you would have only lost one in FCE's game and swept the Giants and swept the Commanders. So if you can beat the Eagles and the Commanders, and your other two opponents, which are the Jaguars and the Titans, I think if you can do that, uh, you'll be the one seed. I believe. Is that likely? I think it's likely you could beat the Eagles. Is it likely to go 14-3 and and win your last seven or eight? Not sure. I think you'll probably be, the Dallas Cowboys will probably be the fifth seed in the playoffs, uh, which will be good. And if there's an upset or something, you might get a home game in the playoffs, but I would assume you're not going to be home field all the way through, and you certainly won't play an NFC Championship game in Dallas. Uh, favorite Mike Leach memory from this texture. I got to go to the 2008 AM game at Kyle Field. As we were leaving after the game, Leach ended up walking off the field next to us, and we were able to tell him, good game. Uh, earlier on, someone messaged me that uh, they were upset that they never got to meet Mike Leach. And it was in a group thread, and, and one of the answers was um, that really is unfortunate because people talk about not meeting your heroes, and that was not Mike Leach. Mike Leach was personable. Mike Leach would talk to anybody, and I'm sure there are people out there that had negative experiences with Mike Leach. But overwhelmingly, Mike Leach is a guy who just loved talking, uh, sports or otherwise. And he was not always endearing, Let's say to media members and maybe some some press conference anecdotes that might have gone awry, but overwhelmingly, Mike Leach, uh, just an interesting character, and loved his time. Loved his time in Lubbock and otherwise. Um, Some more favorite Mike Leach quotes, of course, the fat little girlfriend's rant. Uh, or the rant about Thanksgiving food after this year's Egg Bowl. Uh, he also brought out the, he had some really good moments late in this season. Him putting up the chairs on the sideline because the wide receivers are being lazy <laughs> was a good one. Uh, and then talking about sipping lemonade with their fat little girlfriends. he He broke that one out again this time. After the A&M game, he said once in a while a pirate can beat a soldier. That was a great one. Uh, the dating advice was always great. There was a, a take from this texter, Chris, that says uh, his take on taking a date to Kegels to eat a steak and not a salad. Uh, you had to make sure that your date was not going to just eat a salad, that they were genuine and could eat a steak in front of you, even on a first date. Uh, That was some of his dating advice. Dating advice, wedding advice, marriage advice. Uh, Mike Leach could do it all. Uh, And he could give you some pretty good football advice too. Uh, This, uh, Mike Leach doing the weather, that is a great one. That is a great one. Um, We might have some of that in the system that we can play. And I'm sure on the Raider land tomorrow we'll be better prepared and have some of the system, uh, audio cuts in the system from Mike Leach and some of his great uh, one-liners from the past. Um, The candy corn take, I love the section in his book. This is from Emmy. I love the section in his book where he talked about being mistaken for Vince Gill. Vince Gill and Mike Leach are almost identical. There is a moment in time where Vince Gill looked exactly like Mike Leach. I don't know if they look much like each other anymore. I've not seen Vince Gill in a while. But go Google, like, 90s Vince Gill, 2000s Vince Gill, and they are very similar. It is actually pretty hilarious. Uh, I'm also getting some text here that I just cannot read. And that's another thing about Mike Leach. You just... Sometimes you couldn't read those texts on air. We have FCC regulations uh in ways that coaches and locker rooms do not have FCC regulations. Um but the the line that this guy uh, sends in is one of the best. One of the best. Maybe we'll put that uh in a blog later. There's less restrictions uh on kcam.com. We'll have more on that when we come back. Uh, on the Rob Bro show. If you want to send in your favorite Mike Leach story, moment, or quote, you can 806 855 3712. It's also Overreaction Monday 806 855 3712. We'll do that on the other side as well. It is the Rob Bro show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. bro show talk 103.9 news money sports we're asking for your favorite mike leach quote today as he is battling i'm sure we'll be doing this the rest of the week as the situation progresses another great mike leach quote uh, this is from Gord uh, on bj's 661 passing yards against nc state Leach said, it's better than 660 yards, but not as good as 662 yards. (laughs) Uh, Someone reminded me I can't quote some of these uh, texts in the thread. Yes, I know. I know I can't. Um, the Chris Beard situation is developing quickly. Uh, Obviously I am on air and I'm not going to crawl through all of this while I'm on air because I'm not going to make immediate, uh, decisions and try to get through this in a solo show. Uh, I don't think that would be pertinent for me uh, or smart, uh, but there is more information flooding out now. Uh, I believe Chris Beard has... Uh, at least his bond has been set. Um, So that will happen quickly. Uh, There's also some other stuff going on. I think there's more information floating out uh, on who the victim was and the situation surrounding. Again, I'm not going to go through all of that today on this show, uh, but more in the week. Just like we said on the Radio Land earlier today, Uh, it's not our place to have instant reactions on stuff like this every time. If you want an instant reaction on a game, if you want an instant reaction on what happened this weekend, fine, uh, love instant reactions in that respect, but I am not a journalist. I'm an opinionist and I don't need to give an, an immediate opinion on anything, but this is certainly, certainly not good. Uh, another text off the text line, 806 <laughs> 3712 Some of these. Uh, here's a Mike Leach quote. Upon seeing Brian Jensen and John Harris at the Liberty Bowl, I heard some of your recent recordings. I agree 100%. It could have been about the uh, officiating there against Iowa State. Maybe Mike Leach was agreeing that the officiating in college football today uh, was horrible. I don't know the context on that one. Uh, Yes, okay, so confirmation in uh, the Tarrant County, not Tarrant County, Travis County uh, video of the bond set. Um, It does say, that there's a $10,000 bond set for Chris Beard. So that has been set. Uh, things move a lot quicker when that has been arranged. Again, I'm not a legal expert. I don't pretend to play one. Um, I just read news sometimes for this job. Uh, but I believe things will go a little bit quicker once that is in the works. Uh back to Mike Leach, some of my favorite uh, moments of Mike Leach obviously coming from his time at Texas Tech. That's when I followed most closely, but he's one of those coaches that even when he leaves you go and pay attention to what he's doing. Mike Leach has always has always will always be a national brand. Uh so even when he's in Pullman, Washington or Lubbock, Texas or Starkville, Mississippi, the fact that he is a national power not necessarily on the field every year, but just in the media landscape has always been impressive to me. And yes, the Liberty bowl quote uh, was on the, the context was the Iowa state <laughs> state officiating. Oh man, that's great. That's great. It's great that he's paying attention. It's great that he uh, figured that out. And I am so glad looking back now that Mike Leach did get a chance to play Texas tech and Sonny Cumbie one more time. And I, I know that Sonny Cumbie will always cherish that game against his former coach and um one of his you know mentors in the business, at least playing for him and then coaching for him for a year uh, and then moving on. Uh, and then you also look at just all the coaches that have coached under Mike Leach. The the Mike Leach tree is just massive. Um and a lot of people tweeting out their respects for uh, Mike Leach and that family as they're going through this uh, medical emergency. And as Mike Leach this weekend, his news broke that he was headed to the hospital being airlifted. Um, you know, uh, Daniel Holgerson tweeting out uh, Joey McGuire, who never worked with Mike Leach, but obviously is at this uh, head coaching position at Texas tech, a, a position that Mike Leach held for nearly a decade or a decade tweeted out uh, Texas Tech themselves put out a graphic that said swing your sword one of my favorite Mike leach moments of all time has nothing to do with his coaching on the field or his press conferences it is the cameo he had on a little show called Friday night lights where he's talking about uh he's co- talking to coach Taylor uh, and he's saying you, you got you forgot how to swing your sword man you're you're supposed to swing your sword like this and he has his arm out you know, all stiff and strong. Uh, and then he says, you're swinging it like this. And it's kind of limp and flying around. That was a great moment. Uh, and obviously, um, it, he says, how do you get to loving? He's like, oh, you take 23 and then go to 61, which I have no idea what that means. But um, good times. Good times. Of course, I think Dillon is a fictional town, so you have to have a fictional highway in that respect, but uh, Mike Leach was nothing nothing, uh, fictional about Mike Leach. He was very real (laughs) and genuine, uh, sometimes to a fault but in a great way. Uh, I hesitate to say fault at all, but looking at uh, some of the other mentions here on the text line, uh lots of people loved Mike Leach still love Mike Leach and as soon as we get any more information on that situation we will pass that along uh at least a conf- a confirmation of something that we've heard i obviously rumors are swirling about that and about any other situation going on today we're trying to assess what is you know factual and don't want to jump the gun on anything especially in that respect Uh, But if you do have a quote about Mike Leach you want to give, you can 806-855-3712 or a quote from Mike Leach, or just a favorite game, favorite moment, favorite memory from Mike Leach's time at Texas Tech, or otherwise you can text those into 806-855-3712. It's also overreaction Monday. I'll have an overreaction when we come back, and it was some overreactions I had during the game, after the game, that i was at on sunday the dallas cowboys houston texans game and the overreactions are about dak prescott we'll do it when we come back it's rob bro show talk 103.9 news money sports 3.9 news, money sports. We are going, uh, we are going through some Mike Leach quotes and quotables and memories. We're also talking about overreaction Monday and I have some for you today. Now, I did not want to pay Dak Prescott when they paid Dak Prescott. I thought it was two years too late. You could have paid Dak Prescott Carson Wentz money at $31, $32 million a year. When they paid Carson Wentz, they waited. And then you had to pay him 40 million dollars a year. Two years too late. He got hurt. It's not been great since. Dak Prescott. of the time, is a bad NFL quarterback. Uh, And I don't know that I'm overreacting there. 55% of the time, Dak Prescott is a bad NFL quarterback. 40% of the time, Dak Prescott is a serviceable to good NFL quarterback. 5% of the time, Dak Prescott is an elite, top-level, best-of-the-best quarterback in the NFL. Is Dak Prescott consistent enough to win a Super Bowl? I do not think so. If Dak Prescott can stretch that 5% to 20%, Or, if Dak Prescott could just eliminate the 55% of the snaps he just downright stinks, the Cowboys are good enough this year to win playoff games. This year. But it's all on Dak Prescott. And if he's going to be bad for large stretches of nearly every game... Well, the interception was tipped. It wasn't his fault. He threw it off his back shoulder a foot too high. That interception was his fault. In crunch time, right before he leads one of the greatest drives of all time in Dallas Cowboys history against the 1-10 and 1 Houston Texans, was the worst throw of the year. If you don't get a goal line stand... The Dallas Cowboys do not win that game. If you don't get elite Dak Prescott for the next drive, the Cowboys don't win that game. And in a lot of ways, you shouldn't have to have that to beat the Texans. You shouldn't. But as I said in the first segment, that game proves that this team can win, even when they don't show up with their best, even when they don't have it all going, even when they lose the turnover battle. Even when they get goal line stood early in the game, they can come back with one of their own late. But if Dak Prescott can't be a little more consistent, if Dak Prescott can't look like the worst quarterback and the best quarterback all in the same game, can't stop looking like the worst quarterback and the best quarterback in the same game, these Cowboys will not win playoff games. Now, I think they'll beat the Bucs. I think they'll win their first playoff game pretty much no matter what. The Bucs are not the Bucs that beat them early in the year. The Bucs right now are one of the worst teams in the NFL. At least a bottom half team. And it's a travesty that they're going to win that division because that division is awful. and the Dallas Cowboys struggle much more with a running quarterback than with a statue, Micah Parsons might tackle Tom Brady 17 times in that game. But if Dak Prescott can't figure out how to throw it to the sideline with accuracy, even the completions looked bad against the Texans. There was a a throw to Tony Pollard on third down where he threw the ball so bad, Tony Pollard had a dive for it and was four yards short. If Tony Pollard catches that in his chest, he probably gets a first down. Again, the interception to Noah Brown where it hits off Noah Brown's back left shoulder. What are you supposed to do? You shouldn't have to be an acrobat to play quarterback or to play wide receiver with Dak Prescott. And again, at times... Very few times this season, Dak Prescott looks elite. And you know what really opened up that final drive? Dak Prescott running for a first down, which he has refused to do since his injury. Think back to 2016, Dak Prescott's rookie year. Wow, has it been that long? 17? 16? Just think back to then. Why was Dak Prescott so successful in his rookie year? Because he could move a pocket and get first downs with his legs. He does not do that anymore. And a lot of quarterbacks, as they age, figure that out. Now, again, a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL don't have the gear that Dak Prescott has. Dak Prescott does possess that magical sixth gear where he can be really good. He just has trouble getting to that gear. Now, he's had games this year where he's been in that gear the entire game. The Vikings. And... For missing four games, he still has pretty good stats. And I think before the game yesterday, he was 68% completion percentage. But again, even the completions were poor completions last night, yesterday. All right, we will take the final break here. It'll be like a 20-hour break, 22, 23-hour break before we're back on air tomorrow. We will have more on the Chris Beard situation tomorrow at 11 a.m. We will have more on the Mike Leak situation tomorrow at 11 a.m. We'll also have more on KKAM.com. This was the Rob Bro Show. I've been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro tomorrow. We'll see you at 11 a.m. on the Raiderland.